0: What's going on, guys? Rafa uh, Gambino here for Conspiracy Corner, Question Everything. Um, so this is episode one, first time. I've been planning this for ages. Uh, so, yeah, I've got a lot of stuff in. Um, I'm quite happy I've actually started this now. It was a bit, of a, a bit of a blurred project at the beginning, kind of like just something I really wanted to do. Didn't really know how I was going to kind of take it. Like, I wanted to kind of make sure... Because I, I, I get asked about conspiracies all the time. I go out, people ask me about conspiracies, like, people message me about conspiracies, they see new shit, they're like, oh yeah, what did you think about this? They love it, they know I love it. And people like to ask me questions. So I just thought, like, what's the easiest way to make sure that everybody gets information? Because not everyone's got time to dig and not everybody wants to dig, do you know what I mean? Like, the rabbit hole is a is a dark place for some people. And I understand that, it's fine, it's fair. So I wanted to think of a way to make things a bit more friendly. Nothing politically based, nothing with the kind of like, I don't know, I'm not going to be there with a Alex Jones screaming at you, telling you to believe that the government are reptilians, like I'm not doing that, but I will cover those things that people have said, so if, if you do want to believe it, what I'll be doing, what my aim is, is just to kind of like have all the information or as much of the information as I can get hold of at least and then put it up and try to get it out to you like try to get it relayed to you in, in, in maybe layman's terms or anything other any other way that obviously you guys might enjoy it so yeah let's run it like, do you know what I mean Like a, a, we, we are running a podcast uh, me and my boy Ben Hovis uh, Gambino and Hovis so that moderation management that one's a lot more kind of free Mostly based around combat sports and the like, and uh, obviously just general life. But this one's a bit more focused, so happy to get this started now. But yeah, let's jump right into it. So let us cover what has been going on with the PPE contracts. Because this is some really interesting shit. Now, um, obviously, unless you've literally been in a coma for the last nine months, not longer than that now, yeah, nine months, Uh, you'll know about COVID. So, COVID-19 puts everyone into lockdown during March. I think it was March 17th. And onwards, onwards to now, there have been a ton of really questionable PPE contracts that have been given out. Now, like, it's really funny because obviously Brexit was the big thing last year. And... The whole thing of, oh yeah, how are we getting out of it? What's going to happen with it? And I'm I'm very sure we knew about COVID far sooner than it was made out. The uh, That Chinese doctor that was xed off after he made his video to talk about it, that was released in, I think it was October or November last year. And I think around that same time was when Boris wanted to extend the uh what's the name you want to extend the transition period if i'm right fact check me if i'm wrong but i do remember seeing that somewhere now i know the transition period ends in january 2021 the reason this is relevant is because the eu has a loophole in a law well has a law that states um business competition uh will be abandoned in regards to um, government tenders and contracts in the event of an emergency. So Boris has used this, basically, to stop himself from having to make sure that he puts these contracts out to tender. Now, what I mean by putting it out to tender, if you've got um, business A, business B, business C, and the government goes, okay, cool, say, for example, a weapons contract, the government's like, the army needs so-and-so, so-and-so, magazines for the SA80s uh, and you've got Raytheon, Boeing, and um, I don't know, give it Browning. They're going, okay, cool, yeah, we can provide all these magazines. The government will then make the decision on which is the best contracts to take to tenders to then take forward. Due to this EU law that Boris has managed to spin his webs around, he's able to basically make the decision, first, foremost, and finally, about who gets the contracts. And this has led to five billion, five billion of taxpayer pounds going into the private sector for these strange, booky PPE procurement contracts. And that's five billion in the space of a few months. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is, this is mental. Like, the, the idea that we can start saying, oh, okay, cool, uh, I pay my taxes, so why should these people get benefits? Any of you that had to go through universal credit this lockdown will know you don't get shit. So when these contracts are going out to people, um, I think so. the direct figure that I've got here for, uh, I think this was from May, um, 180 million worth of PPE contracts had been awarded to individuals that had direct links to the Conservatives. That's 180 million, including a 120 million that was awarded to a firm that was run by a Tory councillor. Now, this one's this firm's one of the ones that's really interesting because it's called PPE Med Pro. The baitest name possible, but it was incorporated in May this year with a share capital of hundred pounds. Now I'm sorry, but what in the fuck can constitute a business that only has a share capital of hundred quid being granted hundred and twenty million? for PPE that you have no actual real experience in. you just because you got PPE in your name, you've incorporated the business in May and I've, it 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 just it just stands to be a bit bit ridiculous. So coming on to this, so, so like how I'll, I'll run down what made me chase all this shit up because it's a pretty pretty interesting and murky read. Um so at the beginning, the first one that caught my attention it was when uh, there was a 250 million pound deal uh, which was brokered by a government advisor and um, this was when, you know uh, a few months ago they were saying there were masks that can't be used, they're not safe to be used because of the incorrect way they went behind the ears. These are the ones that are run by this company. This company is called Ayanda Capital. Now, Ayanda Capital is dodgy and we'll go further into a lot of the other spinny little webs that they've got. Uh, as we go down, so the company describes itself as a London based family office that's focused on a broad investment strategy. So, this is an investment company, this is not a PPE company. It's already said that, it says it in, in the title, I like, end the capital. Um, and it states on its website uh, that it specializes in currency trading, offshore property, private equity, and trade financing. Now, anywhere in there does it say anything health related? No, everything in there. Sits along the agenda of who? The Corporation of London. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to run into that one on a different video. But in the meantime, do some digging into the Corporation of London and the City of London, and see how the City of London in itself is separate from the whole country. Find that out. Not London, as in London, the City of London. You have to search specifically the City of London and search uh, the London Corporation, the Corporation of London. Look into them, We'll run, I'll run on to that in a, in a, maybe, do you know what, I might just do that for the next video, go on, run it, why not, it's my podcast, I'll do what I want. Um, so Ianda is run by the former Kleinwort and Benson director called Tim Horlick. Now, uh, it's owned by the Horlick family through Milo Investments, which is a holding company which is registered in where? Tax Haven, Mauritius. So the Horlick's brother, Richard, is the non-executive director of BH Macro Limited which is also an investment company that's registered in Guernsey. Not 100% of Guernsey is a tax haven or not. Um, Feel like it is. I feel like it is because all those ones down there are, aren't they? Um, But yeah, but he's also, this is where it gets super interesting. He's also the director of the CCLA Funds Managers Limited and he's the chairman of the CCLA Investment Management. So... CCAA Investment Management is under significant control by the CBF Church of England Investment Fund and the COIF Charities Investment Fund. The reason why this is interesting is because uh, obviously a lot of charities took a big bite during the pandemic and um, the CBF, CBF Church of England Investment Fund that lost a considerable 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 ground i can't speak considerable considerable ground in march 2020 but made a massive recovery in april now this, this is the same same story with the coif charities investment funds and interestingly the same time or around the same time that ayanda had been granted this um this contract so well, let's run down they were talking about stuff, uh, obviously with the tax, fo- the tax havens and everything, and about how they they don't pay tax. People were attacking them all over on Twitter, and they posted a tweet back saying, in response to um, certain incorrect Twitter coverage, "I am the Capital Limited is a UK limited liability company that pays its taxes in the United Kingdom." And it also says IANDA has a large network of trading counterparties globally and was able to assist the government at short notice in meeting its critical PPE requirements and is proud to have been able to do so. Now, this is where it gets interesting because the reason why it's essential that they used IANDA is because of the fact that that pays its taxes in the UK, but that isn't where we stop. So, with IANDA being owned by that parent company that is based in Mauritius. There's uh, an interesting thing that I found out from working at UK Fast um, years ago uh, Managed hosting managed hosting, um, dedicated servers, blah, 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 all that sorts of stuff. I then find out about Amazon Web Services. I had no idea that, that was a thing, and many of you might not either. But Amazon Web Services is the other, they, they provide cloud based systems. And it's the same Amazon that we know as Amazon Prime, Jeff Bezos' trillion dollar baby. Now the reason it's Jeff Bezos' trillion dollar baby and the reason we all seem to love Amazon is because what they do is they set up these companies as um, companies made for loss. So we all know about obviously you've got your tax brackets that go up depending on how much you earn. The same thing runs with income with income tax and corporation tax. Pretty sure it still want to talk corporation tax. I will have to double check that but that bit. I'm a long time out of uni, but yeah. Um so what goes on is they offset the loss of the one company with the profits of the actual money earner. So AWS is Amazon's money maker, but say for example Amazon Basics, the reason you can get a Hoover for like 30 quid and it actually be a pretty decent Hoover is because that side will be making a loss that side of the making and earning the parent company Amazon will then declare all of them as the income or revenue itself which then balances it out on the um, on the profit and loss account to make them pay less tax because it looks like they've made a loss or less than they would have in the year really they haven't really the gross revenue is huge but they're paying so much less tax because then they don't have to. Even if they dropped it down from the 50% margin, dropped it down to 20, there's still 30% there that you're taking on top, and when it's 30% of what goes into Amazon, it's a big goddamn number. I'm not even counting those zeros. So that is why it's essential for Ianda to be claiming that they pay tax, or to, to be registered to pay tax in the UK, because if the ones in Mauritius are balancing out the money that way, Ianda is making the loss they're then able to make that money on the other side look like it's balanced out to break even and then obviously they can run forward with as much money as they actually need to so um let's carry on into digging into what i under comes from so um, not comes from who runs it so andrew mills is uh, an advisor to the government's board of trade chaired by the international trade secretary liz truss uh He's been listed on LinkedIn as a senior board advisor to Ayanda Capital since March. Now, Mills has his own company called Prosper Mill, and uh, they secured the capacity of a large Chinese factory but requested the government hand the contract to Ayanda because it could arrange the overseas payments quicker. This is just more of the, the little bookiness of what goes on with the, when, when you're dealing with big dough and you're dealing with international tax havens. Like it's, It's some proper dodgy stuff, man. I'm just going to go further into, obviously, more things. You want to run down into Andrew Mills and the stuff, carry on, run into that stuff from Ayanda. This is just the things that kind of introed me into it because when I saw this, obviously, it was talking about the other people that were taking contracts. Andrew Mills was just an interesting target because he was the one that we saw that was linked to the Conservative government. But um, the other contracts that were given at the same time where one was called Aventus Solutions, which was given 18 and a half million to supply face masks, but it's an employment agency. So why would you not give it to the companies that were trying to come forward and say, we have actual PPE, would you like to buy it? You're then going to these companies that have no expertise in the in the actual field, going on guidelines that you've kind of fudged and made up, and... Then they're supposed to be creating actual equipment. No wonder the ones that came from Ayanda then came forward to be be dodgy. And what, hang on, I was just thinking, it's just popped to my head. Where where was that bit? I made a note on it, but I'll run into it when I find it. Um, so yeah, so Clanderboy Agencies, am I saying that right? Clanderboy Agencies Limited. They specialize in nut and coffee products. I'd be sipping my tea right now if I drank it. And uh, nut and coffee products, chocolate and confectory, based in the north of Ireland, awarded an 108 million pounds contract to provide PPE. Also trades as Crunch Craving, the Good Law Project, and every doctor are um, are seeking a judicial review in regards to that contract. So, I'll go through to the actual, there's a person who runs a non-for-profit organization that's been digging into all of these. Uh, Joe Morcombe. I'm hoping that I'm saying that name right, There are a QC. Uh, they run, yeah, so a non-for-profit group that seeks judicial review of many of the government's PPE deals and uh, obviously they were the ones that run, in, run through Ianda. So the fact that a 250 million pound PPE contract has gone to an opaque family fund, own, 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 opaque family fund Owned through a tax haven, poses serious questions about how this government has gone about procuring protective equipment. It's fucking true. Another bit that uh, Joe pointed out, which was very interesting for me to find out, and when you, when we then start going to all the other companies that have made all of this money, you'll start to get why this is something we really need to f- like put to the forefront because because they need they need to answer to this. Like, so Joe's tweeted, um, "I'm told time and time again." uh of profit margins of 10 to 20% on these contracts 10 to 20% on these contracts now even the one that was given to ayanda 250 million if it's just 10% so the lower bracket that is 25 mil of profit 25 million pounds of profit which can now just be pocketed and just taken off and they're talking about how oh it's our fault that the country's in debt because of furlough and universal credit and all this sorts of stuff. Hang on. No, it's not. So, yeah, good point that Joe makes here. That These are these are fortunes that are large enough to sustain generations and they're being made by those lucky or well-connected enough to win them all at everybody else's expense. So let's go through um, these other bits. da da Another one, yeah, so another company. Um, 108 million was, uh, contract was also awarded to Crisp Websites Limited, trading as Pestfix. So they're a digital tech company. They've then bought another one, I'm, I'm assuming bought another one or, or created another corporation called it Pestfix, which specializes in pest control. Uh, the Good Law Project is suing the government regarding this contract and is seeking a judicial review on that as well. Uh, In an update, the government clarified that the Pest Fix award is actually 32 million and covers isolation suits. There are a number of further contracts. So a part of it talks about suits that you may get, that you may use in pest control, I imagine. But I've seen those, actually. Yeah, but but obviously my girlfriend being in the ambulance service, I've seen the the isolation... um, overall overall thing does that need 32 million mm, uh, interesting so and yeah and a number of further contracts so there's everything else in there the vagueness of the conservative government is one thing that is incredibly annoying and sorry lad I'm running the podcast at the moment I'll have to speak to you later uh, so good so the government uh, I think the government put out was saying rather than focusing on the identity of the potential supplier uh, the validity of the offer was the key, uh, was the key focus, thereby allowing smaller suppliers with strong contacts in PPE supply to offer the support the government urgently needed. Equally, past experience in PPE supply was not considered a prerequisite, as other businesses of whatever size might also be able to leverage their manufacturing contacts to engage with foreign enterprises, converting existing facilities to PPE production. To be a manager at JD, I'm pretty sure you still need like two years of experience working in JD. So to provide PPE to the whole fucking country, you can set up a company and get get a PPE contract in the space of a month. Sorry, but no, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. I really didn't want Conspiracy Corner to turn into like the kind of thing where I'm making angry rants, but like reading back through this sort of stuff and reading it out loud... This is actually the first time I read any of this out loud, and I've got so much so much information and so many things to dig through, it's actually making me annoyed. Um, but yeah, so back where we were. Uh, so, why is it, of course, it, while it was, of course, possible for DHSC to continue liaising with existing large scale suppliers during this period, and indeed it did so through NHS through the NHS supply chain, the nature of the changed market conditions required development of alternative sources of supply, and it was appropriate not to impose unnecessary hurdles in the way of securing those objectives <laughs> so basically there's a lot going on so we just thought fuck it let's just give it to our mates yeah okay uh, over 600 contracts for PPU have now been concluded with almost 200 different suppliers these range in value from under 1 million to over 100 million amounting to some 5.5 billion in total Full details of all these awards will be published in due course. The fact that they were saying all the full details will be published in due course, more time to fudge it. Why have you not got the details ironed out as you're handing out £5.5 billion to all of these companies? Because they're your mates. That's why. So, all right, cool. I'm going to chill out with my opinions. Because that's not what I wanted to make this podcast, but it is infuriating going through, going through this stuff. But it's episode one, so let's run it. I'll do what I want for now. Um, so, the issue has been raised as to whether PPE is being manufactured under conditions of modern slavery as well. So, this is another bit that's interesting. So, obviously, they're not paying the fucking people. Uh, a Channel 4 news investigation revealed the shocking conditions in which migrant workers are making these PPE items in Malaysia and were being forced to work in. Um, they're employed, employed by Topglove, which has over 40 factories worldwide and supplies the NHS via Polyco Healthline. Uh, similar allegations are made against Supermax, the European arm of another Malaysian firm. So, this is this is the stuff that made me want to dig more um, from all of these weird companies. And one big one that stuck out was called Globus Limited, um, or Globus Shetland Limited. And they won a nine ninety three point eight million pounds government contracts for the supply of respirator masks. Um, the last two years, they've donated more than four hundred thousand pounds to the Conservative Party. So not last not, not, not last two years. Sorry, uh, since two thousand and sixteen. Oh, just hit the mic. Since two thousand um, and sixteen, and government documents show that Globus won uh, won this ninety three million to be carried out between. Um, July 2020 and September 2021 for the supply of FFP3 respirators. So 400,000 has gone to the Conservative Party over recent years, 150,000 in 2019, just before this shit kicked off. And the craziest thing about this contract that's given to them, the value of the contract alone is worth the, which is equivalent to the total revenue that Globus made over the last two years. So it's not even like it's the profit, it's literally all the money Globus has managed to pull in over the last two years is the same balance as what they've just been granted to make these masks. So um, in 2019, uh, they had a turnover of 50 million, uh, which was following a 45.8 million turnover in 2018. It's not like it's a small company. It's not like it's one of the ones that's got £100 in shares. But the dodgy thing about it is that it went forward without going to a competitive tender. And obviously, they're putting money in the conservative pocket. Like, 150 grand the year before all this shit kicks off, and you're basically given twice the money that you earn in a year. Just a bit dodgy, isn't it? Like, but. um, So, yes, the contract awarded without going to competitive tender in June. The government granted a 122 million contract for the supply of face masks to a company that had only been in existence for 44 days. That is PPE MedPro. Pro. Um, Another one in March uh, was a 43.8 million contract, which was given to a firm that had been listed as dormant on the company's house literally just a week earlier before this contract was given. So the company's not even trading. It's not even training, it's not listed, it hasn't been paying tax, it hasn't been paying anything and then boom. Open up again for a week and get given 43.8 million. Mm, bit dodgy, question everything. <laughs> uh, But yeah, 364 million as well. We spent purchasing coveralls for, well 364 million uh, pounds purchasing coveralls from private companies during the coronavirus pandemic has only managed to deliver 432,000 items for use in health and social care services. Out of 364 million that was granted to you to get coveralls, you get not even half a million coveralls. Which is insane because then when you apply it to what the other PPE that they still manage to actually scramble and get, uh, the numbers that I've got here are 400 million aprons, 500 million face masks, 45 million eye protectors, and nearly 2 billion pairs of gloves. And this is been since the beginning of the pandemic. Well, over the course of the pandemic. So, this would mean that each coverall costs them £842.60 per coverall delivered does that make sense you can buy cars for $842.60 and you're saying that a single coverall is going to cost them that the the way the government is not being audited on these ridiculous ridiculous financial expenditures and I'm not a Jeremy Corbyn fanboy like a lot of people and I, know I don't like the Conservative government but I'm not a big fan of the Labour government either and the fact of the matter is, these dodgy donations are probably how the government's been able to get the money. But then we look at all of the all of the arguments going on during the whole election was where's Corbyn going to get the money from? I know you're saying it's under the purpose, of, oh, it's a pandemic; they can get the money out of da 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 da. But why is it being given to all these private people who are who are proving themselves time and time again to be incompetent it it doesn't make sense so i've got a little bit here um do you know what i'm going to save that for the big one yeah i'm going to save that for the big one i'm going to run through a few little businesses uh, a few of the businesses that have that have been put in, in involved in this because this is actually really fucking interesting and it gets creepy um <laughs> so sg recruitment uk limited uh was granted 23.9 million medicine box limited was given 40. cal media group limited was given 19.5 million tower supplies was given 20.3 million and then another 20.3 million and then unispace global health was given 240 million which in total leads up to 364 oh wait till you hear about tower supplies they are interesting um so SG Recruitment uh, specializes in hiring nurses, included in the UK, uh, including in the UK. Sorry, claims by using the surplus nursing workforce in the Philippines to alleviate shortages elsewhere. That just sounds weird to me. Um, when I was looking over the website, I was a little bit. Uh, it, it's well, the website's parent company is is interesting enough because it, the website's parent company actually does provide. Uh, PPE to the NHS. It's a registered supplier for the NHS. Haven't looked into how long they've been one. Don't know if that's just around COVID but there's tons of businesses that I was looking into and <laughs> the, the, the other one's a bit more interesting. So Cal Media Group is a small digital marketing agency based in London's Hammersmith. The website states that it's specialised in social media, search engine optimization, online advertising and e-commerce. I don't see a P in any of that except for an optimization and it certainly doesn't spell PPE so they're not fit. Unispace Global is owned by an interior design company with links to the fundamentalist evangelical church called the Exclusive Brethren. This is where it gets so fun. Uh, I'm going to take a drink first. And then we're gonna run down it. I, I don't want to stick on this because I actually want to do a whole video based on this one. Uh, I've got. Uh, I, I want to do stuff based on the these booky little religious groups that are around our country because they are so much fun. <laughs> okay. So, um, right. So the the CEO of Tower Supplies also has links to this same church, the Exclusive Brethren. <laughs> His name is Charlie Harris. Now, Aris was also trained at UBT, which is a Brethren-controlled company that provides corporate and leadership courses. Then we go further. He was educated at the Focus School, Wilton Campus, which is a Brethren faith school, uh, and Tile Supplies ca- claims that it is the UK's number one safety, workwear, and PPE supplier. Now, I'm going to dig so deep into the Brethren because... It feels like there's so many threads to pull on there. But um, just to sum it off, I have got here, which I'm gonna put up on the video for you, uh, a huge list of what I think maybe be all the companies that were given um, contracts. Up to January, February, March, April, May. Up to May. So this is when nine hundred and seventy-eight million eight hundred and eighty-five and sixty seven pounds had been granted. So this was just in May. Like three months after the kickoff. So yeah, so have a look. I'm gonna stick that on the thingy. But uh yeah, that's PPE covered. Tune in next for uh, me. I'm going to run down the issues with why they seem, well, why I think they seem to be blaming the um, the hospitality sector. Uh, I think it's, it's it's a pretty interesting one. And they're going to go through a lot of the wording, a lot of the things that go down in any of all of their, well, news reports and shit. But yeah, first half done. Sweet. Uh, hope you enjoy it, guys. And yeah.